When you're an early stage startup, and especially first time founder, there's going to be one saying that you hear more than anything while you're fundraising. The dreaded quote, it's too early, unquote. It's a bit of a generic reply that investors will give you, that of course being if you're lucky to get any reply at all. But why do early stage investors say, or at least think this, so often? Let's rant about this a little bit and talk about how to deal with such replies. To start, saying it's too early, well, it's a much nicer way than saying no. At the same time, an investor might not be ready to invest today, but they always want to keep that door open for tomorrow. Things move really fast in our industry, and well, anything is pretty much possible. Perhaps tomorrow you close a big customer or another investor jumps on board. When this happens, you might find that yesterday's it's too early investor is more than ready today. Such is the nature of our business and, well, the sheep-like mentality of startup fundraising. This, of course, can all be a bit frustrating because, duh, of course it's too early. It takes a long time to build a startup and, in some cases, many years of wheel spinning before you get some traction and move that business forward. You probably also think that you've made enough progress for investors, which may or may not be true. Regardless, you will in many cases have to keep reminding your investor pipeline of that progress and keep them updated as you make more. Because when it comes to doing early stage investing, well, there's probably one thing that investors are looking for more than anything, and that is momentum. I'm thinking back to the literally thousands of startup pitches that I've received over my career, and yeah, I'm sorry to say, I've also uttered those words, it's too early, more times than I care to admit. However, when I do, there's something I almost always also say, that being, please keep me updated, feel free to add me to your investor update emails. The founders usually politely nod and they agree to do that, and in pretty much every case, they never did. In fact, among those thousand or so pitches, I can only recall two founders that continue to send me updates after getting a note. One still does that to this day, even though I've since moved on from not one, but two funds where they originally pitched for investment. Yeah, that's right, it's about 0.2% of founders actually sent me updates after getting a no. Why is this? Well, I think founders, you tend to think of a pitch meeting like a bit of a one-night stand. You either got laid, or I guess more accurately paid, or you didn't. And if you didn't, well, you kind of just slinked away to whatever dark corner you emerged from, and you were never seen again. Unfortunately, for first-time founders and investors, this really does neither of us any good. To get a new investor's money, they probably want to get to know you a little bit beyond that one-hot pitch. But founders are both frantic and spastic, and you quickly move on big mistake. So what should you do instead? Well, regardless if you get a no or a no answer at all, you should just start sending these investors quick monthly updates. Trust me, investors are already getting a lot of emails, mostly junk or really bad cold pitches. So they would actually enjoy getting something with a bit more substance. More importantly, it'll help them see the progress you make over time. And maybe just maybe they might jump back in and consider an investment down the road. Worst case, it helps your startup stay top of mind with them, which is actually a pretty big challenge when you think about just how many pitches investors are looking at each year. This is probably the easiest thing you can do to convert investors, and it's still one of the things least done by founders. I guess it goes without saying, but if you already have existing investors, you of course should also be sending them a damn update every month. If you haven't, well, here's your friendly reminder to do so, and what I would do is add any prospective investor to these updates as well. Alright, but what should these updates contain? Well, let's break it down and be sure 
sure to look in the description of this podcast and find a free template that can help you out. To start with, these updates should be very, very short. Please do not write a novel, do not prepare any slides, and do not make a damn PDF. Text is all you need, and keeping the updates in line within the email, it'll also ensure the investors are more likely to actually read them. I see a lot of founders get stuck or just avoid investor updates because you think it needs to be like this big production, but really it doesn't. Your investors will spend about 30 seconds reading them, so you should not be spending more than five minutes making them. In terms of the structure, well, it just contains three parts. The first is the opening, which should be like one or two sentences at the most, and just talks about what has happened in the last month. Again, keep it short, no reason to tell them everything, just highlight the most important changes to the business in the last 30 days. You should also keep it upbeat and highlight your wins or traction, maybe new hires or product updates. For the next part, you really just need three bullet points that are primarily your main business metrics. You know, things you can quantify, these are really best. For most businesses, that first metric should of course be revenue, but uh, could be something else like downloads or pipeline value. The next point should be probably your North Star metric. And if you don't know what that means, well, do a little bit of Googling. But in short, it is a way to quantify the value that your product provides. Again, if you're doing the right things, this metric should always be increasing. For an example, if we think about Spotify, their North Star metric might be something like total numbers of songs listened to per month. Your third and final bullet point is a bit of a wild card, probably something highly specific to your business. Uh, it could be related again to new hires or like a big new customer that you're working on. You know, in the case of any of these bullet points that you can quantify, I would at the end of it, in parentheses, make sure you indicate what was the change month over month. When this is positive, I go a little bit further. I even put this metric in green. <laughs> I put a little cute up arrow just to make it really clear to investors that shit's happening and it's positive. Oh, now for the final part of the update, the ask. Here is where you solicit for advice, an introduction, or other help with the business. As your investor network hopefully has interesting connections, well, it's a great way to get them engaged in the business even before they invest. An example of this might be, we're looking for a high-level contact at Facebook. Please reply to this email if you can connect us. The ask, it serves a few purposes. It signals what you're gonna do next, and it also shows that you're coachable, something most early-stage investors really look for. Furthermore, it's really the best way to determine is an investor genuinely interested in your startup. If they reply and they try and help, then you know they are. If they do that, and it's been a while since you last pitched them, it might be a good chance to re-engage and try and get them on board. I'll close this episode with a rant about how sending short monthly updates is by far the easiest thing you can do to keep both existing and new investors happy. I will also take a moment to shame you founders who are probably not doing this at all. Yeah, I get it. I know your life is busy and it's hectic, but uh, just think about all the other things you're spending five minutes on that could be better used writing these updates once a month. You know, perhaps you don't need to sit and send that tweet or post that quote-unquote thought leadership on LinkedIn. Maybe you don't need to attend yet another tech conference, for example. I mean, hell, in the time that you listen to this podcast, you probably could have written and sent an update. So, please, take out those AirPods for just a moment, get to writing, happy updating, and wish you the best.